We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being with us. DA with you. Week two of the new time slot. You can get the Permission Granted Podcast, the show within the show, by going to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the DA show. Also by subscribing on iTunes by searching Permission Granted or on the normal DA show feed. Mraz, uh, week two is now uh, going quite smoothly. We are finishing up our Wednesday show. And uh, overall, what do you think? Uh, I love it. I think the shows have been excellent. I can't believe we're eight in already after all that buildup. Eight in. Eight in. We're almost two weeks out. Uh, a little bit of panic is setting in now if, once the NFL draft passes as the NBA playoffs progress that, you know, Topics may run up dry. I guess I'm feeling a little producer anxiety there. But other than that, I think everything's been going good. I don't worry about that. Again, with the three-hour show, it's such an up-tempo offense. It's true. And with the NBA playoffs, I think there's always going to be something. Maybe once we get to the NBA finals and there's only one series and two teams. But I think up until then, there's going to be plenty to talk about draft or otherwise. Yeah, I guess by the time we get there, we could do plenty more wonderlick type situations on the show as well yeah and uh you know there's always stuff that pops up like the eric thames story today that you didn't see coming and the cubs starting this witch hunt and the ped stuff so the coglin slide yeah i don't know how much you could really delve into that is that the greatest slide in major league baseball history i saw somebody say that that was the greatest play in major league baseball history so are you kidding me it's not like, willie mays over the shoulder seriously it's like an april slide <laughs> And April died for the Blue Jays, who they're ready to dismantle at this point. Yeah, so I think there's always going to be something. No, the new time slot's been great. Um, I think at this point, what we've learned is that the bosses are way more locked into this show, way more. And just to bring this up, no more than a half an hour ago, the show ends, and right away, our boss Eric comes rumbling down the hall into the studio. As I was taking out the replay machine from you, and I looked up and I said, "Oh, we're in trouble." I don't know what we were in trouble for, but we were in trouble. And it turns out we weren't in trouble. No, I mean, had a few, um, you know, had a few comments, but in a kind of a sarcastic mode. Yes. So, no, I mean, the bosses are listening to every word we say, DA, every word we say. Yes, and apparently I keep getting asked by Mike Samter, who used to produce in this time slot, and people, Pete the Body Bilotti was with Tiki and Tierney, and even to a certain extent Mike Basegli was with Gio and Jones, and they keep going, man, how are those meetings with Spitz going every day? I say to him, what meetings with Spitz being our boss every day? Like, all the other shows in this time set have always had to meet with him every day. I'm like, well, we haven't gotten to that point yet, and I don't know. I'm hoping maybe we don't get to that point yet, but we might be doing something right that we're not at that point yet. Well, there's probably a reason for that, and my guess is that the other shows were still works in progress when they they were in this time slot. That's a good point. We've already been doing this as we've been doing it. And really, as I've said, nothing has changed. I mean, I 
I mean, the show is exactly the same show, content-wise, uh, sense of humor-wise, personality-wise. It's just a little bit different that it's three hours instead of four, and and what we're reacting to, the time frame of stuff, the timestamp. But remember, the first when we launched, Feinstein was doing a radio show here, and it was with a new network, so I'm sure that they were trying to tweak some stuff. Then Tiki and Tierney took over, and they had had Dana. It's true. It was, it was new for them, not doing a three-man point show anymore. That's a good point. And not doing a morning show, right? Because right. the mornings were supposed to be a little bit looser, a little wacky, a little uh, kind of colorful. So it was different in that time slot. So probably it was just I mean, they were constructing the show, whereas that's why I kept saying people worried that the show might change. I mean, they chose our show. That's true. They're like, hey, you, your show, we want there. Okay. You and got the, it. And the feedback we have gotten from management, I wouldn't think that the show should change now going forward. I think they've gotten a good taste after eight days. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten loose already. Patrick Mahomes and Bubblegum and David Duchovny and urinals. It's <laughs> We really tested the waters. I even said in your ear with the uh, bathroom stuff, watch how many times we say the word pee, you yeah. know? You never used to worry about that. Never used to worry about it. But now, I just, I'd rather not deal with it. If that was 8 p.m. Eastern... Ah, say pee 15 times. Who's going to know the difference? Overnight, we could get even more crude. Of course. We could probably say piss. We definitely could say piss. Although, I know some bosses, you was ticked. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean piss like I took a piss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, no. Don't no. don't say took a no, piss. No, Please. no, 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 no. So, uh, so, yeah, overall really good. Um, the Duchovny thing was interesting today because I like those interviews because they're so different. And David Duchovny coming on to talk about a baseball book kind of takes some of the uniqueness out of it. For sure. Because he also didn't write a book about sports. He wrote a novel that happened to have sports as the backdrop. Right. It was totally, totally different. But I thought you handled the whole situation well as far as getting some good Duchovny questions in while making sure you waxed the book. That was the thing. Like... His publicist said, we want to talk about the book. We right. don't want to talk about X-Files for 10 minutes. Right. So I kind of I was like, all right, well, let's see if he's taking the book really seriously. You know, because some authors, it's like that's their baby. Yeah. And Duchovny wasn't necessarily like, like that, but Duchovny also wasn't very colorful. He wasn't really jovial. No. And, and matter of fact, in his first two answers, I leaned over to the body and and said to him, I go, I don't know where this is going to go. He seems very, you know, reserved about yeah. this whole situation where we're kind of looking, we're having David Duchovny on or somebody who's like that, an actor or some kind of celebrity. We're looking for just a little bit of personality, make it feel a little looser. Is he an A-lister? I think he is. The X-Files is a big deal. Mm, I think he might be B. Is it B? Uh, okay. You know, you want to tell me he's but not. Californication too? He's, the company's a big deal. You he's a big deal. If you want to tell me he's not Will Ferrell yeah. or uh, Denzel Washington, right. if that's like the— Will if, Smith. Right. If if that means they're A-list, okay, I could buy in that he's a B, but he's like a B-plus list. Yeah, okay, that's fair. He's A-minus, B-plus. Yes. He's not as big as those guys, but still very well-known. Yeah, he's not The Rock, but he's, he's better than— uh, well, Chris Pratt might be A-list now. Yeah, because here's the thing. As a producer— he David Spade. He's not David no, he's not David Spade. As a producer, when I get the email for something like that, like a publicist comes around, for me it was a no-brainer. Like, oh, we can get David Duchovny on. Let's put him on. Right. And I feel like if I think that you got to be at least B+. That's you know, true. Although, I, now I'll probably put on whoever anyway. I was going to say, if we got David Spade's email, we'd be like, oh, we got to get David, David Spade, Spade on. <laughs> it's true. 
But at least there'll be some thought behind it. Or, or like I would make jokes about having David Spade on right. the show. I wasn't making any jokes about having David Duchovny on. I was genuinely excited to have David Duchovny on. Yeah. So I kind of poked and prodded to see, okay, how much of a baseball fan are you? Right. Did you really love that 78 Yankees team? You know, hoping that there was some type of anecdote about him watching on a TV. And, and then watching it gives Rick. you the, I'm away in college. I basically didn't follow the team. Well, yeah. wait, can we avoid the Bucky Dent situation? <laughs> yeah. I know. So... I'm like probing to see where he wants to go, and he never took any of the bait, really. And then I asked him, how do you find a fraud Hollywood sports fan? He didn't really even take that bait. So that's where I had to go to the urinal question because I said the only thing that's going to be memorable about this entire interview is probably if he has some awkward response to me saying I saw you in a bathroom once. Hey, listen. If your defense stuffs you a lot versus an elite defense, <laughs> and you got to break out an Antoine Randall trick play, that's what you got to do, and that's that was, what you did. Yeah, that was the trick play. That was definitely the trick play. Um, uh, but I love the in-studio guests now during this time slot. Everybody wants to come by, like Patrick Mahomes wants to come by. It's amazing. It's it's so much more of a relief. Because, you know, being a night, there are people around Manhattan, but genuinely people do stuff at night to come in studio. And we still had good luck with it. Yeah. But now it's a different ballgame. People are out and about in the morning. They're making their radio runs and everything like this. So I think it's only the beginning of good things to come. Yeah. I think it's been a great first eight shows. Um, how's it been working with Bilotti? I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, for for people may not know this about me and Pete, but we were both taught by the same radio professor. Whoa! At separate Long Island universities, that when Pete Bellotti graduated, he's about four years older than me. That radio professor, I'll say his name, Joe Manfredi, left to go to the school that would, if you will, recruit me. Wow! And I would I went for original print journalism, you know. And as you can tell, with my spelling and everything that wasn't going to be a career cut out for me. And it was this guy who brought me in and said, you need to be doing sports radio. And I didn't know it at the time, but he had taught Pilates. So we kind of were cut from the same fabric. You know what I mean? We were taught by the same guy, kind of groomed by the same guy. So we have that immediate connection in there where we kind of think along the same way with radio. And we're both Long Island people. So yeah. like when you're, if you're from around the same area, that's going to help. So I think we have a natural connection back there, and I think we have fit seamlessly. It's been pretty smooth from my standpoint. I mean, and... Uh... It's cool to have the same guy in there. I mean, we love Ward and Joe D. Those guys are the best. Right. But sometimes it was hard because Ward didn't hear didn't hear Tuesday's show, and sometimes Joe D. didn't hear Thursday's show. Right, to chime in on something that maybe was going on with that. Uh, that's definitely part of it. But when we had Kenny Brock five days a week, there was constant with that. And I yeah. think what you're going to look for, if you remember towards the end of the overnights or within the last year of those overnights, I believe the overnights got funnier in the second year because somebody like Kenny, who was on the show five days a week, had the ability to pull audio and have his own set of drops on top of your drops. And I think that's where we're going to get to a point with Bilotti where if we're constantly talking about something, whether it's the falafel raptor or anything like that, there's Pete to jump in because he knows exactly what we're talking about where on the evening, and it's not really fair to Joe D or James, they could miss something like that where it's just not an, right. an easy transition. Yeah, no, and Bilotti's uh, very coachable. Bilotti is a guy that wants to uh, wants to do its best. He is uh, he's a good spur right there. That's totally just flexible, good San Antonio spur. Totally, and we'll see. We still haven't really gotten the full connection with Bogus yet because he ran away and went away in the second week of the show. Here, first week he's with us for five days. Second week he's on a honeymoon. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I think he's back tomorrow. I th- okay. actually no. I think he's hosting now tomorrow. Heller's still in. 
No, he's he's with. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta be honest. Hell is driving Bellotti nuts. That's your boy. I love I love Brad too. What happened? Apparently, he keeps forgetting his clock or something like that, and it's driving Pete up a wall. I can't the take double it. updates around here between Wins and CBS Sports Radio has made these update anchors their head spin. This is a new thing. The last couple of weeks, their head spin, and Bellotti doesn't want his head to spin. They're so. doing double updates per hour that they used to. They used to do two an hour. Now right. they're doing four. Two on CBS. Two on Wins of the new station. Heads are spinning. Clocks are being forgotten. It's not a good scene. It's not a good scene. So I think Bilotti's looking to get Bogus back in the mix. So it's just, we haven't played with a healthy squad enough yet. Yeah, that's right. You know, we're looking to just get everybody healthy, make a late run. So we'll see starting next week as we kind of groom into that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we're like the Clippers. We don't ever have everybody all <laughs> on, the, uh, on the roster. All right, Side B is coming up right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All righty, welcome into Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast of PGP in now our second week of the DA show in the midday or brunch, lunch. We still haven't settled that with DA. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA show and host of Side B on the PGP, joined by associate producer Pete the Body Balotti. Pete, what's up? Oh, nothing much. I'm back. I got a second week back on the yeah, show. You got a you know, second week I think week I did back. well the first week. You did, and we faced a lot of adversity this week, so <laughs> uh, there's plenty to get into. First of all, and some of you might be aware, with all the time slot shifting of shows at CBS Sports Radio, the show that was previously occupying our time slot, Tiki and Tierney, has slid to the old Doug Gottlieb uh, afternoon slot. And with that, they go to CBS Sports Network TV. And rather than keep the same Doug Gottlieb TV set up on CBS Sports Network. Which was a great set, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I really redefined art. Right well, as you can sense the sarcasm in Pete, what we had to do here, or what CBS Sports Network, uh, in combined with CBS Sports Radio, wanted to do was redo and rebrand our studio so that it looks better on TV cameras. And before we get to how we got here, let's just say... The finished product looks excellent. Oh, tremendous. They did a great job. Yeah, so DA, uh, as you noticed last week when it was still in the construction, was in the quote-unquote bunker as everything just kind of had like basically the paper on the walls you'd roll out at Home Depot or right. uh, or whatever. <laughs> and that's what was behind it's him. It's the paper you put over the sheetrock right. when you're taking it out. Exactly. <laughs> that's what was up on the walls. So we had had fun with that bunker thing the whole week. So what, what happens here at CBS Sports Radio is we have one studio, that studio that's been redone, the studio that looked like the bunker, and we have a couple outlet production studios that really aren't made to go on air and do a show from. Uh, our sister station, WFAN in New York, has two studios that they can rotate in and out of. So in order to redo this studio, essentially these workers from CBS Sports Network had to come in over the weekends, the mm-hmm. last two weekends, when we had shows that were had hosts in other cities or, or whatnot. And basically, it was like, you know, fix this house or whatever one of these TLC shows were. (laughs) However, when we came in, long story short, on Monday morning, when it looked like the studio was basically a finished product, we encountered multiple problems. Number one, if you listened to Monday's show and you maybe got done listening to it and you said, it was a good show, but something seemed off. You're right. That's because the, the we have a machine called a replay machine where a lot of the drops you hear on the show. Like, I know we just did Wednesday's show where he was playing Gracie in uh, Atlanta where she was talking about, you know, raincoats and everything like that. Pretty, pretty much everything. The zap zaps, all of us come out of this all box. Done there. Yeah. DA is sitting there almost like a piano player firing the buttons. Uh, and it, 
makes for, I think, better laughter in radio, Pete. You would agree. Oh, of course, yeah. It adds another element See, to our production. Right, and there are several connections that go with this. Those connections were missing. <laughs> they were blatantly gone when we came in Monday, oh. and we only discovered this problem five minutes before showtime. Yeah. So you had to then take the machine and play them from by you. Well, first of all, and also, when, when, I, when this is going on, we are in the middle of a Brad Heller update, and Brad decides not to bring his clock into the studio. <laughs> so I have to deal with Brad Heller giving him cues in his ear while Morass is trying to set up uh, this the imp- instant replay machine right by me. And, of course, I made the, the area very clean with all my breakfast uh, yeah. my breakfast shakes and, 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 and water all over the place. And see, that was the other element to this. Uh, Andrew Bogus being on vacation for the beginning of this week, we had Brad Heller filling in. Now, Brad Heller does double duty with CBS 880 over here in New York. So he's coming in. We're trying to time all that out. He's a little unfamiliar with the format because he hasn't done it in a while. So And then he forgets the clock, so you're trying to talk him through that. Then he's also good buddies with DA, so they're chit-chatting. We're not relaying messages to them. This machine's not working. You have just... Your whole workstation is just slop. So everything just... Not slop. It's organized mess. Organized mess. So from the get-go Monday, Pete, we were in a bad way. We dug ourselves out of a hole. But if you listen to the show, other than maybe feeling like something might might be off, I thought and together our first battle in adversity was handled well. Oh, yeah. Like Eddie Scazzeri, who hired us both, yes. said, uh, said... Runs the board for Boomer and Carter. He does. And, and you're always going to deal with adversity. It's how you handle it. Right, and I think, Pete, as a, a fresh team, because we've known each other for a long time, but as a full-time team, I thought we handled it well. Oh, we were, we were, we were calm and cool in the moment. That's it. So now we're just going to keep patting ourselves on the back for that. That's right. Uh, another problem with the new studio is you might notice, if you watch TV Continue on CBS Sports Network, or if you watch Doug Gottlieb, there is a big TV screen or monitor behind the hosts. That uh, will show various graphics during the show and all that. Now, if you watch the Tiki and Tierney stream when it was on in the old time slot at watchtikiandtierney.com, they had their logo up. They would do various things. So Mike Samter, the producer of Tiki and Tierney, left me entrusted with a um, memory card or a media stick that you put into the back of a TV where we could kind of have our own branding on there. Well, when they came in to redo the studio, they put a brand new TV in there, took out another one. And I had to go on a witch hunt to find the media card in the old TV that I guess was getting thrown out or whatever. I find that. I hook it in the back of the TV. And now here we are three shows into the new studio. And nobody in IT or engineering could seem to figure out how on this new TV we go from (laughs) HDMI 1 to get to the media card file to get anything back there for us. How many engineers is it going to take to get a media card into a TV? So basically this whole thing's a mess, Pete. Let's let's start with, with something else, though. That old TV, if they're getting rid of it, uh, I have a, I'm a volunteer. I will take that <laughs> off their hands if they need it. It's uh, a big TV, too. It, it is. It, it fits, it'll fit right in my new living room. That, that, that's where it'll fit. So but why don't you just go ask for it, Pete? Maybe I will. What are you afraid to ask for? It's I just sitting there. I think I'm in tight with Dave Marinick. I, I, I just go ask Are we doing anything with the TV? And what's what's the worst that he tells you? He tells you, no. well, no. Then you're in the same position you are without the TV anyway. Right, right. There's no, there's no advantage. There's no disadvantage. It's, uh, it's just asking the right questions at the right time. It really is unbelievable. Now, second of all, we've had two in-studio guests this week, Steve Hostetter, who was very funny, and then we had Patrick Mahomes, who was uh, who was very funny. And obviously the big league chew became an issue <laughs> on the show. Now, I raised this question up on Wednesday's show to DA because Tiki Barber, after the show on Tuesday, was in the newsroom. We went Facebook Live, and he was blowing bubbles with the big league chew, no problem. There are, as DA brought up on the packaging, people blowing bubbles. And neither myself, nor DA, nor Patrick Mahomes in Studio could blow bubbles, and we all kind of were ragging on Big League Chew. 
But now I brought this up on the show. Is it possible, because Patrick Mahomes was such a nice kid, about to be a first-round draft pick, he didn't know how to blow a bubble, so it ended up blaming it on the gum? And and here's where I agree with you on that. Okay. That's my belief now. He he took a big wad of this big league chew and put it in his mouth. Very big wad. Now, if he knew how to blow a bubble, isn't it? Don't you don't you need like a little bit of gum and not so much a, a whole lot of gum? Well, Pete, you're and gonna that, have to. I, this might be rhetorical. You're gonna have to answer that question yourself because I have never been able to blow well, a bubble feel, in my life. I feel like there's you have a better chance of blowing a bubble if you have less gum in your mouth than putting a big wad like you're doing chewing tobacco in your mouth. So I, I think that's another issue, and I brought that up on on the Wednesday program as well. Were they having too much gum in their mouth? But shouldn't a, blo- shouldn't a bubble blower be aware of the amount of gum they got to blow in? You need a lot of, I, I feel like you need a lot more um, material in your mouth to to blow a bubble if you have that much gum. Good point. Now, by material, you mean like spit? Spit or tongue or whatever. Yeah, but you also don't want too little gum because, I mean, the, the gum's got to expand, right? right? Isn't that the point of the bubble? Right, but you don't want too little gum. you got to find that medium. I think, they, I think you guys had a lot of gum in your mouth, and I think that's what led to... A problem because Tiki could do it. How much gum did Tiki have? I didn't see how much he grabbed, but he blew a bubble like no problem and popped it right, right away. Right, it was like he did it in a split second. Well, which was he's really an athlete amazing. too. He could do anything. Yeah, he see, wants. I brought this up too on the <laughs> Facebook Live thing when Da was bringing up. Well, Tiki could do it, no problem. I think it's easier for an athlete to blow a bubble than it is for a normal human to blow a bubble because I think it still takes some kind of athletic skill. Well, I think they do it all the time too. Well, football players don't. He probably did. You think when was the last time you saw an NFL bench? You guys are popping, you know, bubble in the locker gum. room, maybe running before the game, maybe doing stretching before the game with blowing bubbles. Could it could be, could be. I, I, Pete, I got to see this. I did not document his every move when he was uh, getting ready for game day. What could I have to ask? T is do NFL players blow bubbles before? The game? I feel like that's such a baseball thing. Well, I think I think it's an athlete thing. Right? Like we said, I think that I think they're more inclined to do that as a tick. You know, like having sunflower seeds is a way tick. to calm you. Interesting. Like a tick, Pete. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a yeah. tick in your body. Okay. I, maybe I could buy into that. The body. Maybe uh, I can buy into that. If I know about that. bodies, that's me. Right, real quick before I let you go. Andrew Bogish, vacation. You took your trash Tuesday shots at him. <laughs> I'm friends with him on Facebook. I haven't noticed that many pictures about him. Well, he, uh, it's more of he used to do it. So he used to do it. So it was in, in anticipation. When you trash people that post pictures... Vacation Miss Trash Tuesday on their vacation constantly while they're on vacation. Right. You don't have a problem with pictures as long as it's after vacation and you kind of put up like or a photo album or on it's Facebook. It's a modest depiction of what's going on. Like okay. a modest, like a modest post. Like hey, after one day, hey, I, I'm putting this up. Like I went, I went on vacation to Orlando. I think I, I, I had two, three instances where I put things up. You know, I. So Andrew Bogus in the past is what you're telling me is like all day long. Where there's a constant, stuff. still on Twitter thing. You know, I, I feel like they, like a real. Personal vacation, you know. Stay off social media. Turn off the phone. Like Greg Giannotti, he turns off his phone when he goes on on a on a big vacation. Okay, so let me ask you then: Is the problem then that the person isn't being disconnected? Because that seems to be what you're saying here. Or is the problem that they're rubbing their vacation in everybody's face? It's the disconnected part. They're not being disconnected. Be disconnected, and then you appreciate it more when you come back. I guess and, that's true. And it's just so hard to disconnect now. It, it is, but I, I feel like I see I. I have a little of an old school approach to things like that. Pete the Body Bilotti is old school. I am old school. I, I have an approach with like I'll have fa- I have Facebook and I have Twitter and that's it. That's it. I don't have Snapchat. I don't have Instagram. Oh, I don't, I don't have any of that. I don't have Snapchat either. I, I gave into Instagram about two years ago. And Facebook really is for me is for pictures. 
And, and getting a hold of people. Yeah, see, nobody really has like real photo albums at home anymore. Like any right. photo I've taken over the last five years is on Facebook. I would, I would think. Yeah. And that, that's where they get you on Facebook. Every time you want to delete Facebook because you're tired of seeing people's posts, you go, well, "I'm going to lose, you know, how many, how many years now worth of pictures." Well, I just unfollow people. So, like, uh, and a big unfollowing was during the uh, the election. Oh, gonna, I mean, that had to been the biggest mass unfollowing of people on either side of political beliefs. Uh, now, I'm not getting into politics, right. but I think I went from 500 to two people I was following <laughs> at that time. I, but that, anyway. That was the great social media divide. <laughs> but, yeah, that's where that's where these social media, especially with the pictures, get you because you're not printing these pictures anymore. Right. You think I got all these pictures in frames somewhere? Were you all, kidding me? It's all digital. It all It's all digital. It's all crazy. Well, I know you got to run. You've stayed here long enough. You've just gotten done with two shows, so I'll let you go here on the PGP. Got to avoid Rich Ackerman. Uh, <laughs> no comment. Uh, Pete, you can follow you on Twitter. That's right, CBSPDB. At CBSPDB. You can follow me at CBS. Have a great weekend, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 